0: What is going on? Welcome back to Stacking Slabs. This is your hobby content alternative. I'm your host, Brett McGrath, and I am chugging, Bang energy drinks over here like they're going out of style. I know they're not good for me. I know it. I'm doing this because I've not received a call from the Rocks team over at ZOA. want to be pushing their energy drink want to be telling everyone how great all the flavors are, but Bang is the unofficial day one sponsor of them all. So that's what we're doing. And The reason why I am chugging energy drinks right now is because there is so much going on over here at Stacking Slabs headquarters. I am in the process of moving, okay? So we've all been through that. Um, there's the emotional side, right? Getting a little sentimental, leaving the house that felt like I grew up, kind of, as a human being in. Dealt with the COVID of it all in this place. Brought my daughter home here. Uh, started working remotely here. I'm here all the time, walking to the Colts games, all that stuff. And we are in our final days as this episode goes live. I spent this weekend doing the, the I was dreading it to be honest with you. That's where you go through all of your stuff and you decide what gets trashed, what gets donated, and what goes with us. That whole thing. And the whole day of activity, um, dropping the little one off at the grandparents' house to get, roll up the sleeves. Definitely feel old. Uh, up and down the stairs, the back hurts. Honestly though, what was fun is I found a lot of card stuff, a lot of supplies, got a whole load of supplies along with miscellaneous things I have been looking for. Um, So one side benefit, we are moving three miles north of where we're at, still in the city, but just different location. So yeah, that's what's been going on with me doing the whole Mother's Day festivity. I'm Recording this actually on Mother's Day. We celebrated my wife yesterday. We went up and celebrated my mother today. And I am, I've got a window. I've been playing the uh, back and forth role to my office, to my daughter's room, because she doesn't want to go down for a nap, it sounds like. So she might make a cameo appearance on the Stacking Slabs podcast. We'll see. Um, but when I get done recording this, I'm going to watch um, some NBA, right? We've got a game seven that will be settled and we'll be in the final four of the playoffs. And I- I'm excited to see kind of how it all shakes out. I don't know how I feel about uh, the playoffs and the remaining teams. I'll say I feel like Denver is the best team, but that doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to win a championship. Um, they could um, but there's a lot going on. So excited about where the NBA is at. Um, NFL schedule dropped this past week. I had been circling on my calendar. What is it, or f- trying to figure out what I can circle on my calendar once the schedule drops? What is a game I can travel to before baby number two comes? In and, and analyzing the schedule, we're looking at September. I'm looking at week two. I might make a visit to uh, Houston. I have never been to a game in Houston. Seems like a good time. Week two, CJ Stroud, Anthony Richardson, perhaps battle, divisional uh, game. So that might be it. So I've got the text message out to my Colts chat um, and we might do that. So debating that, I actually had a buddy who I went to school with already reserved a hotel room right next to the stadium. You know how it goes. You get baby number two, you're we're moving into a new house. Part of the reason why we're moving into the new house, more space, but also it's where we're going to be spending probably 99% of our lives because we're not leaving. So I figured might as well try to get out and about before that happens. Um, I've been spending a lot of time on my home front doing what I always do, and that's watching professional wrestling. And I'll tell you this, like, I don't care if you're a WWE fan, you're an AEW fan, or you're both like me. I think feel like the competition has helped make both products better than they've been in a while. I am just, just want to say I'm having a very, very fun time being a wrestling fan and, of course, always collecting wrestling cards. I got a piece of feedback from a listener this week, and it struck a chord. And I, as I read the message, I said, you know what? Let me store that and let me go back to it by the time I get going recording this week. And I apologize here, like I'm struggling a little bit. I got a cold. um you know how the daycare sickness goes. It's never ending over here at stacking slabs h q so I've got a little bit of a cold going on over here, and I'm that's why I got my bang energy drink. you know bangs help solve colds. That's what we're talking about over here and um you know drink your sour heads, drink your um cherry blade lemonade, all the flavors, and you will be. Cold free, or so they tell me. But anyways, I'm fighting this cold, and then I got this message from a listener, and I said, like, let me put this down, let me go back to it. By the time this episode goes live next week, and so I'm gonna read the message because it it meant a lot. Most messages do. Um, I appreciate all the feedback I get. Certainly, here's the message. Um, the message was just like you. Many struggle to find time to enjoy the hobby. Maybe for some, their only podcast is yours. There are big scandals and questions sweeping the hobby. I do wish you would address some of it in order to protect both new collectors and others short on time. I think it's important we have a critical mainstream hobby media because our hobby of collecting is changing dramatically. I think your voice on these changes is incredibly valuable. Good luck with your move and congrats on Kiddo2. So, I... This message meant a lot, and I get an incredible amount of feedback regularly, which I'm really grateful for. If I wasn't getting anything, I would be concerned. I think the fact that I do get as much as I do forces me to think critically about the platform that I have here on the Stacking Slabs podcast and what I'm currently building. I do notice these scandals, drama, bad actors, and such. And I think even a few weeks ago, I shared that I try not to get mixed up with it. Because I've only got so much time, and I want that time to be protected. And especially when I'm squeezing in uh, some time here to record this episode while my daughter is napping. When I think about cards, like I don't want to get involved in the riffraff. Because most of it is nonsense, but I do understand where the listener was coming from. And this show um, will... N- Never be a show that focuses on scandals and dramas. There are too many other people in the hobby with platforms that talk about it, call bad actors out. And honestly, it doesn't interest me at all. Um, However, I think for The Collector, I do believe that I can do a better job of trying to build awareness around some of the nonsense that pollutes our hobby experience. I will say, I think I believe just from all of my conversations that a large bulk of the people who listen to this show have been collecting cards for a while and understand what to look out for. I think you're a busy professional. You probably have children. You treat the hobby as your escape, much like I typically say, and you enjoy hearing a voice that resonates and the Friday conversations of other collectors sharing the stories. These are the... When I'm communicating, when I'm building this show, I am trying to talk with you. It is not negligence of me not getting into the scandal talk and stuff. It just doesn't interest me. I'm of the mindset that this hobby will never be custom fit. It will never be perfect. And when there is bad actors and bad things involved in any industry, in any walk of life, when there's money, there's always going to be something to finger point. And no matter how hard you try, it is never going to be perfect. And that is not a cop out. And that is not me saying, I am not going to use my platform to talk about these things. I just literally, I don't care. What I do care about and why the, the listener's message hits me a little bit is I do care about the collector and this is what it's about. So now I'm sitting here looking at the situation is, okay, if I care about the collector, but I don't care about all this other stuff going on, what's the breaking point and what's the balance? I don't know. I really don't know. But I think what I can do and assure you that moving forward, I can try to do whatever I can when something is happening that I don't believe is being covered, that I can talk about it, call it out. Um, I do think I can do a better job of, while it might not be me talking about what that thing is, point you in the direction of other people that are talking about it and bringing awareness around topics. I think I can do a better job of that. Um, So I know that it is hard right now from a, it is really challenging right now in the hobby to come in as a new collector and not be hit over the head with all of the junk Because the junk is on the front line and everyone's got their funnels created and everyone on that front line is trying to get the new people in the funnel. And this is what drives people who come in as collectors into a bad lane where then they enter and get on the trouble train and then they fall off the cliff and then they leave the hobby. Um, I understand that's happening and honestly, I wish when I got back into the hobby, I didn't necessarily have to go through those trials and tribulations and understanding these things don't interest me. And then I eventually hit this point where I'm like, okay, I'm a collector. These are the things I collect, and this is why I love this. And maybe part of that experience is on the individual to experience it, to learn, to make those decisions yourself. But also, um, if I'm going to be someone that individuals hear and listen to um, out of the gates, then I can probably do a better job of sharing some perspective. This show is about sports cards and collecting sports cards and sharing the stories of the collectors. This show is not about the junk, the profiteering of mainstream hobby, so-called influencers or shitty companies who came up and couldn't stand on their feet and are ended up closing shops. Like that's not what this show is about. I don't care. Like that does not interest me. This is a passion project of mine where if I'm going to take the time to do it, I want it to be fun. And so all of that being said, I'm going to try to do a better job of sharing some perspective on when things are going on in the hobby that aren't so great, that might help a collector or two, but also at the same time, we're going to stick to the same format we're here to talk about sports cards and collecting. We're here to share stories. And that's why I think you all continue to come to the Stacking Slabs podcast every week. And I do appreciate that. Did you enjoy the conversation with my man, Paul Wardle at Wardle Combat? How about that one about the Manning 24 karat gold while he was doing the, um, the, the pump, walk around on your phone in the gym, maybe do a light walk on the treadmill? Um and baby, by a Manning, twenty-four karat gold. That was a great story. I I love that. I love communicating with collectors like Paul. Talk, I think one of my takeaways is just the importance of building relationships in different segments. Just buying cards that you believe in, cards that you love. He'll be back on. Um, I I we talked so much before it and after it. I was just like, man, some of these. I and maybe some at some point. I just hit record before I start the episodes with these people and give you all the. Uh, unedited versions of some of these shows because sometimes the conversations before and after we get done recording are um, some of my favorites. If we're going to talk about finger pointing, if we're going to talk about calling out bad actors or just maybe being passionate and sharing some perspective, I will help do that through new voices. So we are unlocking a new character on the show this Friday. I've got my man Chris Publius 13, love his bio, by day he drafts contracts, and at night I collect sports cards. So we've got a lawyer slash sports card collector. Um, An SSP might need some legal representation if we continue to go down this rabbit hole of talking about things and people that we don't like because we all know that there are individuals in brands with us in this hobby who have a sea of lawyers that they're getting ready to swarm on us if we make them grumpy. We don't want to make anyone grumpy. And so we're saluting the lawyers of the hobby in this next episode. And I appreciate Chris Publius 13 for taking some time out of his busy schedule to be on the Stacking Sides podcast to talk about the maturation, the changes, and things that are in the hobby. And I promise you this might be a hard, hard... uh hard copy edition um every time i think about that show hard copy i think about ace ventura I think about um ace going to uh, ray finkels parents house and you just got ray finkels father with the gun right to ace's face and he just says are you one of those hard copy guys and we might be a couple of hard copy guys this week but anyways i'm excited for that hopefully you're ready i want to shout out my man austin carlson at Carlson cards he decided to start a new podcast. I was fortunate to be the first guest. Go check out Austin's Show. big fan of him what he's doing um, and it was just a great conversation. I felt uh it was very exciting to get on his show and um, that one is out. so go make sure you check it out on the feed. Here's what I can tell you and this this is the type of shit that fires me up, okay so over the last week. I made several deals. And each of these deals, each of these deals was with a collector that I had a relationship at some way, shape, or form in the hobby. And I was reflecting on my week in the hobby and not only the cards that I sold, but then cards that I acquired. And and zooming out from this experience, I woke up one day, I think it was Saturday, and I was like, you know what? Like, I like to share my thoughts. Okay. You can listen to the thoughts or you can not. But I like to share. I think sharing is power in the hobby and we all experience things a little bit differently. And when something, when I reflect and something pops up that I feel like resonates with me and might help or benefit another collector, I'm typically going to, in that moment, go to like Instagram and put in my stories. And I put this in my stories. I said, over the last week, I made several deals. Each one of these deals was made with a collector who I had an existing relationship with. No one raked the other person over coals. No one had to pay a service fee or absurd buyer's premium. Each deal was done in less than 10 minutes. The cards didn't have to go through our authentication process that no one asked for. The cards I've sold have landed. The cards I bought are already in my collection. And the punchline of all of this is relationships cut out all the layers of BS and drive efficiency in the collecting experience. And that just came out of me because I think a lot of the conversation and a lot of the bad things that are going on are things that are roadblocks in our hobby experience and things that are set up by corporations to gouge collectors in certain situations and circumstances. When at the end of the day, if we don't like it, you know what we can do? We can lean in on something that no hobby, Entity, business, so called influencer, or whatever you want can interfere with. And that is the one to one interaction and the one to one relationship. So, what I'm going to do, I'm going to share, I'm not going to talk about cards that I sold one to one to individuals because I don't want to break the news on someone sharing their new card or not, but I will tell you um, some instances and why I think it was awesome of cards that I bought from other people. So, Let's start from the beginning of last week. I received a message when I woke up. It was in my inbox from the night before. And it was from a good hobby buddy. You've heard him on the podcast. Jordan, at Northwoods Card Collector. He's a Peyton Manning collector. He has, or had, I should say, two 2012 Peyton Manning Cracked Ice PSA 10 cards from Contenders. This is the first year Cracked Ice If I'm stack raking all my Panini Parallels, Cracked Ice is in two or three position. This is a card. I knew he had two copies, popped two, and I had messaged to to him a while back and just told him, hey, I know you got both of these. I'd love a crack at one of them if you ended up selling it. Initially, when he said that, he said, you know I'm going to enjoy these for now, but I'll let you know. So he eventually... (laughs) He met me when he was going to sell one, and at the time, for me, the price was a little too high, and I just told him, "Hey, go feel free to put them on eBay. I might come back at you." Well, time had passed, and he messaged me, and the message that I woke up to was just about how someone had made an offer on these cards, but because I was kind of the first one to go after him, he gave me an opportunity. Hey, I, you, you know, if you are interested in this. Um, Kind of like now is your time. So I was Monday morning processing new house, processing all the money. I've tried to put myself on a little bit of a uh, spending freeze when it comes to cards and this move ahead. Um, That's not really working out because I'm addicted to sports cards like many of you. No matter the situation, it never stops. And so I was dropping my daughter off at school and I was just thinking about it and I couldn't stop thinking about it. And I was like, I shouldn't do this, but this is my problem, my only chance at this card. It's coming from a buddy. I messaged um, Jordan before I left, and I said, hey, I'm dropping my dollar off. Let me get some time to think about it. The more I think thought about it, what happens when you really want a card? You end up getting the card. So I messaged him and said, let's get this deal done. He said, perfect. Sent over the, mess, the money. The card came over a couple of days later, and all of a sudden, I was able to post the pairing of my 2012 Peyton Manning cracked ice PSA 10 with my Andrew Luck rookie cracked ice auto BGS 95, put those two things together. And man, that felt good. And I've talked about, man, the most fun I'm having in the hobby right now. And I said this on Austin's show is, um, and I actually said this on, uh, I think it'll be out this week. Rob, sports card therapist, had, a, had me on a round table. And I was asked the question, the most fun I'm having right now is kind of the 2012 to 2015 Peyton and Luck uh, pairing, uh, pairing those cards together, two of my favorite players ever. And so this was a big moment in that. So I got that done and it was awesome. Didn't have to deal with anything out of the ordinary, just straight up deals with buddies. The second card came, (laughs) I want to shout out my man, Caleb at Power Wheels. He's been on the show there's a 2014 Mirror Platinum Blue out of 10 Matt Ryan. Now, um, Saturday was a busy day for me because I was packing up, moving, and I got a message from Caleb, who sent me that because he's a big uh, mirror guy too. And um, I was like, it was at auction with a, a make an offer. So I I made an offer and I sent the seller an, a message basically telling him, hey, I'd love Matt Ryan collector. I'd love this one. I, well, come to find out, I get a message back from the individual. And he's like, hey, check your message. And I was like, yes. It's the same individual I bought my Matt Ryan Super Fractors from. So we were able to easily work out a deal because I bought from him. Um, it was really simple. He gave me the discount. This is, this is when you know you have a good brother. I made an offer on eBay. And he gave me a haircut on the price because no service fees were going to be involved. Sent over the money. Sent me the tracking. Done deal. One-to-one relationships, man. Finally, when I did the pre-call with Mortal Kombat, I had told him before I posted it, hey, I made this deal with Jordan. Now I have the 2012. Now I have the 2013. Now I have the 2014. The only cracked ice manning I'm missing is the 2015. And he's like, I, you know, I think I. I think I got one of those that I might be up for selling. So a couple days passed. He sent me a picture and I said, yeah, he gave me a price. I didn't even negotiate. I said, this price sounds awesome. Let's get this deal done. So now I have the entire Manning Cracked Ice run. I bought two of the cards from buddies and I'm just thrilled. So my mentality always is when I'm making deals with friends or people who I know have a lot more stuff that I want is I'd never negotiate off of a small margin. This isn't the only deal from my perspective that we are going to be working. And I want to protect that because if that individual has a card that they're gonna get rid of and they think I might be a buyer for, I don't want them to perceive me as someone difficult to get a deal done with. So I think the more we can think about buying and selling from friends as non-transactional, and longer term, the better hobby experience we have. And so this kind of dovetails off into this kind of community-focused mindset. Now, I think one of the roles that I certainly can play in the hobby is just to be pro-community and be pro-not-hobby, not not like this big umbrella of the hobby, but be community-focused, okay? Community of collectors, we're out here, and what we can do is share our experience. So I just shared an experience with you. I can share some other experiences here if we want to talk about things that we're trying to build awareness for that aren't so favorable. Number one, the eBay authentication process. Okay. So this is something we're being subject to as collectors, but no one has given me an explanation, or I would imagine any of you an explanation of why we're having to wait an additional week or two to get our graded cards back from eBay. Okay. Does it make any sense that a graded card? from PSA, BGS, SGC, whatever your favorite grading company is, when you buy them, that they then have to go get sent to get authenticated. Doesn't make any sense to me. And all that tells me is that there is a roadblock in the hobby experience, okay? No one asked for that. I'm tired of it. I don't want to wait any longer for my cards to end up because why? Why? Why are we waiting? We're waiting for graded cards to get authenticated. Okay, if there's the raw card of it all and they're over a certain price point, okay, whatever. But give me a reason. And who's in charge over here, okay? That's pissing me off. The other thing that's I don't really care about but I care about on the, the highest level, There's I've said there's always these bad actors and losers that are going to be doing and saying things that piss people off. Although the trimming of it all and the vintage doesn't impact me, I do think that should be called out. And there's been plenty of people to talk about Evan Mathis and the trimming video and all that other junk. It's like, I am not going to spend my time getting worried and worked up over one individual who's being, being absurd by... Bring awareness to that process. But there are plenty of people out there that are going to call it out, and they are calling it out. And so I'll say it on this show. It sucks. And like, if you're a new collector and you are collecting vintage, you should be aware that there are people trying to take advantage of you all the time. The other thing I can't say, I can't stand these cringy freaking videos of people that are talking about topics to try to get clicks, and they're literally focusing in in the audience that they're talking to are kids and the way they're talking and the way they're doing it is to try to get those individuals into their funnel and into their content where they're then trying to sell stuff to them. It is beyond me. When people are here in the hobby and they have a platform and they want to make it about them, that's, to me, that's the alarm bells go off. It should never be about the individual. It should be about the cards. It should be about the relationships. It should be about the stories. Thank God this has gotten so much better than it was during the COVID era. But still, there are everywhere you turn. There's this mainstream hobby click. See me now. I'm Mr. Influencer X. I'm Miss Influencer Y. And my primary audience is a younger demographic who don't know any better. That's pissing me off and I wish it went away. The amount of money we have to give to buy and sell cards on platforms is absurd. That is why I'm pro one-to-one making deals. Build relationships, have friends and trade, buy, sell directly. You know why? Because there's no service fees. There's no buyer's premium. There's none of that junk. There's none of that, okay? The other thing is, is these fractional companies who are coming and going, all these gimmicks and stuff like, I'm see you later, later. I am a collector and I might be old school in this capacity, but I don't understand it. I I don't. I want the damn thing for myself, okay? I don't want to share it I don't want to. I don't want any of that. And it's. I wonder why these things aren't working out, huh? There's greed. There's money. There's valuations. There's emails. There's agreement. It, none of it made any sense to me, and now it, it makes perfect sense to me why this model isn't sustainable in the hobby. Why don't we talk to collectors who have been here for a while? Collectors who keep this hobby rolling. In collectors who are have been here collecting in their circle and spending tons of money while doing it, we neglect doing that. There's been some really good in- activities that are happening. I want to shout out Ryan, Mind Cycle Cards. Congrats to your Nuggets. They look like a really good team, um, bringing awareness to some stuff that's going on. Then all of a sudden, getting uh, censored on blowout, whatever. I'm not a blowout guy, never have been. But if we're if we're a sports card platform that is hosting conversations and we're censoring people because they're saying stuff that's true and has data to back it up and we're going to kick those people off the platform then or ban them for whatever period because their terms of service probably not a great place to be communicating with other people we're supposed to be allowed to say what we want and how we feel and it shouldn't be censored because we might rub someone the wrong way. I want to bring awareness to MTT Trading 2 on Twitter. This is an account I follow. If you're looking for an individual who's sharing information and data on the business side of the hobby, it's a good resource. Also, Lameem James always, if you can't take a little satire here and there, but also some honest truth, like he's doing a good job of bringing awareness to some of the things that are going on. I'm just real. I'm a collector. I'm going to sit here most of the time and talk about the things I'm enjoying in the hobby and I don't like to get in these rabbit holes about things that I don't really care about. But understand at the same time, if I have some place or role in the hobby to help protect the next collector who walks in the door from getting bamboozled by one of these gimmicks or one of these people who's trying to make it all about themselves or all about their scheme or all about whatever play they're running that's not so great for the hobby but it's really good for themselves, then I'm going to do that. This is Brett. This is the Stacking Slabs podcast. Then this is your hobby content alternative. I will always bring the passion. I will always bring the energy. And most importantly, I'll always bring the story from the collector to you. Thank you so much for taking some time out of your week, as always, to tune in. Can't wait to do more. Stacking Slabs. You're going to want to tune in on Friday. I got my man Publius13, Chris, new one Character Unlocked. Take care of yourself. Take care of others around you. We'll be back soon.